and it's where I got married at the lighthouse. It's where there, you know, it's one of the most special things about Portugal and I is it's like a love affair, um, a fairy tale. Like you have this amazing country, but kind of rough around the edges and you just got to polish it up a little and that's what they're doing. And you had me maybe a little rough around the edges, but focused, got my wife and she polished me up and boom, we got to it. And so now anywhere we go in Portugal, there's, you know, we, people are like, Garrett McNamara, can I take a picture? Can I have an autograph? And they're, it's, it's special because it's not like, hey, you're cool. Can I have your autograph? It's, hey, thank you for what you did for my country. And, and it's like this love, this this amazing love affair I have with Portugal and the Portuguese. Portuguese and I are, you know, are basically in love, for lack of a better word. Olá e bem-vindo. Welcome to The Simple Life an insider's perspective into Portugal. We already know about Portugal's amazing weather, food and people. In this podcast we go deeper and meet the real people who make this country so wonderful. Dylan, who has made his life in Portugal, shares an insider's perspective into what makes Portugal the unique, beautiful and amazing country that it is. Join him and his guests every week as they shed some light on the incredible people, culture, history and lifestyle that makes Portugal so appealing. A country where everyone feels like they belong. This podcast is sponsored by Portugal Realty. Welcome to The Simple Life. On this week's episode, I'm joined by the one and only Garrett McNamara. Way back in 2011, Garrett McNamara broke the world record for the biggest wave ever surfed right here in Nazaré on Portugal's Silver Coast. And you can currently catch him in the hit documentary on HBO, 100 Foot Wave. We discuss, amongst other things, how he came to Nazaré in the first place, some of his frustrations with his hometown, his love affair with Portugal, and why he's chosen to move here permanently with his family. Welcome back, or welcome to another episode of Portugal, The Simple Life. And to say I'm excited would be a, a, an understatement. I've been thinking about what's the best way to introduce our guest for today. Uh, it's tough to, to put it into simple words, but the one and only Garrett McNamara. Um, Garrett, thank you for, for being on the podcast, and, and how are you? I'm doing really good. We're uh, here in Nazare, um, overlooking the harbor. I can see the harbor from my balcony, and... It's a beautiful spot up here, and uh, we're just getting ready for the winter. Wonderful. Welcome back. I mean, it's been a while since you were since you were back here. Yeah, I came. I came twice during COVID, so I've been in and out. I uh, was here all the way till COVID uh, the shutdown, and I left like on the last plane out before they shut down. But they didn't even they didn't shut down. They said they were going to. I could have stayed longer, but I got home safely, so that was good. And then I came back. Uh, about a few months into into lockdown, I came back for some work with uh, WSL with Spinola and the crew. Oh, we stayed in Hawaii for most of COVID. We did a, a little traveling here and there, but we live on the beach and it's a private beach with our own private wave. And it was 
COVID was the best time of my life, best experience I've had in life so far. I was forced to stay home, be with the family. I could, couldn't have it would, dreamed it better. Amazing. Garrett, um, most people watching and listening uh, to the podcast, uh, for most people, uh, you don't need any introduction, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about you. Well, I was uh, born in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Uh, we moved straight to Berkeley, California, Sonoma County, where all the good wine comes from, and then uh, Hawaii for the last 50 years. So I beginning of my career was based uh, in Japan. I had all Japanese sponsors, learned to speak Japanese. Uh, we'd go to Japan every year from like 17 to 27. And then uh, the next 10 years were in Brazil with Bad Boy, um, a few other companies there, and had a really strong showing in Brazil for about 10 years. And then um, opened a store, gave up on my dreams, gave up on my passion, and started working in the store that I opened and got kind of miserable and realized that I didn't want to just do what they say you have to do for the rest of your life to make ends meet. I wanted to do what I love. And so I wrote my first business plan and at the top it said, keep surfing. And I wrote what I thought I needed to do, how I could achieve that goal and made a really detailed map of what to do all day, every day. And I followed it and it came true at uh, 35. I restarted my career and then worked my way over here to Nazare in 2010, about five years after that, maybe 10 years after that. Anyway, uh, and then here is where all the dreams came true. Ever, you know, but mainly it was because of my wife. I got uh, remarried when uh, with Nicole here at the Lighthouse. And the day I met Nicole, everything just fell in place. All the goals that I had, everything that I wanted to focus on achieving, she quickly put them all in order and we accomplished them all. And then we got here to Nazare and it really helped us accomplish everything. Everything that I've set out to do, we, we've accomplished so far. It's been like a fairy tale ever since I met Nicole. And then since we stumbled upon Nazare who just turned it to another level amazing okay i've got i've got loads of questions but let's uh, let's start off at Nazare uh, you mentioned you stumbled upon Nazare was that your first um experience of portugal was that your first sort of interaction with the country how did that all begin well back then you know with all my friends in Hawaii and all my friends in California and Australia, all the surfers, we all uh, always scoured the internet once it was available, looking for new places to surf and new uncharted territories, new coastline that hasn't really been explored. And we went to Chile and we went to Tahiti and Peru and Australia and Alaska, Nova Scotia, I mean, you name it, I was looking for storms, heading towards different headlands and working on getting in front of the storm and surfing it. And uh, my friends that we were, you know, wherever I traveled out of Europe, we, we never, I never got to Europe. I was always in other countries. 
but not Europe, South, South America, North America, and in, in the, in, you know, the Pacific and in Asia. And the, Portugal would come up once in a while and, and everybody was kind of like, well, where is Portugal? Is that part of Spain or is that Morocco or just, uh, if you, you, anybody, anybody ever been there? Does you guys actually know where it is? And nobody really knew where it was, and and nobody had been here that I knew. And then I got this email from this guy. I was I was looking at France. So a lot of my friends had gone to France, and they went to Belhara, and they're like, "This that's a big wave. Let's go check it out." So I was really interested. My first trip was going to be to France when I came to Europe, and then go maybe to Ireland or or Scotland. I uh, never thought of coming to Portugal uh, uh, along with all of my friends and along with most Americans. I mean, you would go to Italy or France or Spain, but Portugal was not a desired destination. And uh, well, I got an email from Dino from the city hall here. He worked uh, in the sports department. He's a bodyboarder. And he said, uh, Hey, uh, I, I live in Nazareth. I got this big wave, and I don't. I think it's big, but I'm not sure. I was hoping that you could please come and and ride our wave and, and tell us if it's big and tell us if it's good and if it's big and good. Could you please help promote my town? Uh, at that point, my wife and I we were living out of a suitcase. We traveled the world for three years, and I think it was like the first or second year that we were traveling that we got this email. I had gotten the email five years prior. So me and this bodyboarder were emailing. I, I was like, can you send me a picture? He sends me a picture. It looks amazing. Uh, was there any jet skis? Oh, well, in Lisbon. How far is Lisbon? It's about an hour. Uh, and I'd email him or call him in the middle of the night. Uh, is this a good storm? Is this a good wind? Because I was monitoring the storms. And this went on for five years and nothing really happened. So then my wife, my current, who helped me accomplish all my goals and dreams, saw the email chain when she was getting me organized. And she said, what's this? And oh, some guy wants me to go to Portugal and check out their wave and help promote their town if their wave's any good. And she said, well, should we go? And I said, yeah, that sounds great. We've got our suitcase. We're ready. So uh, in one, one month after this email one month after she saw the email chain, she organized everything and we were on a plane here in one month. And it was five years of me and this guy emailing and, and nothing would have, I don't think anything would have transpired with me and this Dino unless my wife found the email. And the crazy thing is that some of my guys I look up to, big wave riders, Ross Clark Jones and uh bill sharp and the whole billabong odyssey they had all came to nazareth they all ross saw it 80 feet and perfect didn't go out uh bill sharp just drove right by didn't even think to stop and and uh kelly slater would come here all the time looking at it uh, just out in what lighthouse just feeling the power so the thing is, uh, Nazareth is a beach break. So everybody who came here on a big day over like 20-foot faces or maybe over 30-foot faces, it looked virtually impossible to ride a wave and then pick the guy up with the jet ski and get back out. It was virtually impossible to ride a wave and get caught inside and make it back out paddling. 
and it looked impossible with a jet ski with a wave runner it looked so when i saw it for the first time luckily i had seen the picture that dino sent me so i saw that it could be perfect peaks but when it walked up that day it was 80 100 feet straight on shore closing out looked impossible but i had the picture in my mind i had the little image in my mind of oh okay when it, the wind gets offshore it might be possible so yes, so, so in, in, in layman's in layman's terms you had these huge really big waves but there wasn't enough space for to get out without killing yourself basically uh, in time correct is that the the main yeah, what, the main the challenge is and there's nowhere for the jet ski to go so you can't yeah. get back out it's what it looked it seemed to be it was deemed to be impossible that all that looked another factor was that toe surfing was kind of dead the paddle surge had just started everybody was paddling and so nobody was towing and it was kind of frowned upon at that time and so, and there was one tow team here in Portugal, Jose Gregorio, and he actually tried to tow it before I came in 2005 or 2007. And, um, he proved that it was impossible. They all lost their jet skis, lost all the boards, lost everything. So yes, deemed impossible, not pop. And so for some reason, I, I just wanted to give it a shot. And luckily I had the time. I was, you know, my wife and I were just traveling. We didn't have to be anywhere. So I, I stopped my whole life, put it on hold, and sat here waiting for a good day. When the first good day came, we went out and caught waves and realized that it was possible. And if we hadn't believed in, but if we hadn't have given it a chance, there would still be nobody here today guarantee there would not be one single surfer on the big days still today because it looks impossible and there was nobody else towing toe surfing was gone surfing wasn't a big thing in portugal you know the, the as the wsl was here and they were doing their best to encourage people to come to share portugal with the world but when you're you know wsl is just a few surfers see it not really anybody else when you got the biggest wave in the world, the whole world stands at attention and gives it respect and just like they're in awe. And, and all of a sudden, they realize that it's in Portugal, this little country in the middle of nowhere. Hey, let's go see this wave. Let's go check it out. And then all this, they come and they find out that the people in Portugal are so warm and welcoming and and the country's organized you know it's, you got good water you got good everything is working well and uh they go home and they have a good experience and then they tell all their friends and then boom 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 and then guys come from south africa luckily just right after the big wave and join real estate companies and boom <laughs> To be and fair, I was, I was already I was already here. I'm gonna share something with you. We're just scratching yeah. the surface. All the real estate here, I think it's very unfortunate for the locals. They're all gonna start getting pushed out because it's gonna go. It'll double in the next five years. The real estate will double in five years. Yeah, well, we've already seen it. We've already seen it go up substantially. 
Get, well, Garrett, now it's I mean, HBO doc. It's going to go. Yeah, I want to get. I want to chat a little bit about the the doc documentary, but um, might take I ten mean, years. Sorry, it might take ten years to do. Maybe it. ten years. I'd say. You, <laughs> yeah, you you, meant, you mentioned Kelly uh, Slater and a couple of the other guys that had passed through. I mean, Kelly had probably been up at uh, down at Panish quite a lot, and then sort of passed through through Nazare. And and we know with with things like this, it's never sort of just it happens on the day. There's a lot of like incremental events and consequential things that happen along the way. I mean, what were what were some of those things that made you um, realize this was possible? That made this all happen. Nicole was obviously involved in that heavily as well. But what were some of those things that happened along the way that that made this happen? To that 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 got you to that point where it's that you know that iconic photo of you on top of the wave um, with the lighthouse there uh, that changed everything. Uh, the, the pinnacle points were. Getting here, meeting the locals that were hired to work with us, and they were put on the project, and the teamwork that we had, the we were all marching to the same beat, they all had the same goal, the same vision. Once I knew that the wave was as big as it was, I knew we could get the world record, and then pretty much the job was done because... Portugal now has the biggest wave in the world, so the world will know about it. The Portuguese are now super proud of their country and don't have to leave anymore. They're all coming home, and they don't have to leave to find what they're looking for. Everybody knows they can stay here now. The quality of life is even better than anywhere else, and the food and the price. And and it's a safe country. There's just like no terrorism. We don't want to that out there too much but yeah no terrorism and just this just beautiful country protected coastlines and beautiful people and and now they're all very proud of their home and don't have to leave and everybody's coming home it's really beautiful beautiful transformation i heard somewhere that you didn't drink coffee until you were 30 years old is that right that's right. When yeah. I opened the store, I started drinking coffee. Good timing, because I mean, coffee in Portugal, you know. Yeah, it seemed. I think it aged me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually not drinking coffee right now. I quit uh, almost two months ago. Listen, we can't say that too much because of some of your sponsors. You know, we have to we have to keep that on the down low. No, I, I keep <laughs> it real. They don't like it. It's too bad. <laughs> Eric, I mean, be, you know, aside from aside from the wave, um, everybody knows about the wave. Um, it's a special it's a special surfing spot because of how close the wave is to the beach. Um, you know, for a lot of big wave surfing, people have to go far out to see to see these waves. People can sit here on the on the rocks and watch these waves. Um, but for you, what what grabbed you about this place? What um, what is so special for you and for your family about Nazare, about Portugal, um, and what has kept you here? Well, it's where all my dreams, all the all of uh, all my goals and dreams were finalized, and it's where I got married at the lighthouse. It's where there, you know, it's one of the most 
special things about Portugal and I is it's like a love affair, um, a fairy tale. Like you have this amazing country, but kind of rough around the edges and you just got to polish it up a little. And that's what they're doing. And you had me maybe a little rough around the edges, but focused, got my wife and she polished me up and boom, we got to, <laughs> and so now anywhere we go in Portugal, there's, you know, we, people are like, Garrett McNamara, can I take a picture? Can I have an autograph? And they're, it's, it's special because it's not like, hey, you're cool. Can I have your autograph? It's, hey, thank you for what you did for my country. And, and it's like this love, this this amazing love affair I have with Portugal and the Portuguese. Portuguese and I are, you know, are basically in love, for lack of a better word. Um, was it love at first sight? For Portugal, yes, 100%. Describe that moment. I mean, when did you know? As I walked up to the lighthouse the first day and saw the giant waves, I was instantly captivated. You can see it in the documentary on the uh, first or second episode. It's all in real time, exactly how it transpired. They're saying it's the best show on TV since Game of Thrones on HBO. I'm hearing that it's the most watched series right now on, on HBO. Is that so it's grabbing people? And it's not a scripted con. It's a it's a documentary. It's it's competing with the scripted stuff. Crazy. So I mean, just give us a, a a sort of a breakdown of of what it's what it's about and what people can expect from the from the show. Uh, it's about the discovery of Nazareth, and it's a little bit about my life history. Very very touches very very little, and it's about from uh, two thousand ten till now. And season two is on its way, and season three is being filmed right now. So it's crazy, amazing. Get ready to sell some houses. <laughs> Garrett, I mean, but, but Garrett, why do you? I mean, you you see a lot of the the surface um, coming in and out. Um, you know, this is what they do for their work. You stick around. You and your family stick around for a little bit longer. Um, and, and this is a home away from home for you. Why? The quality of life. It's they're second to none. I mean, Hawaii is amazing, a little warmer, but the quality of the food here, the, the safe, everybody watches over everybody uh, almost too much at times, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's with the loving intentions. They, they're intentionally trying to protect the kids at all times everybody whether they're, they're yeah it's just it's overwhelming and the weather isn't really that bad on the the coldest day you can put a basic jacket on you don't need a super warm jacket and and you can find some time to go golfing on that rainiest coldest day there'll be a spot that it opens up and clears up and it's never gloomy for too long a couple of days at the most and it's never too cold uh, the water's good the food's good the people are amazing yeah it's quality of life the quality of life we have our children going to school here this year at the waldorf school right in obidos awesome that's um that's near my house obidos it's not far from, from where i live the people are amazing can you 
unpack it a bit. What makes what makes Portuguese people amazing? What what do the Portuguese people mean to you and your family? Well, they're very proud of their their little towns, their little areas, and they really love to. It's hard to break in. They're real tight knitted and real tight communities. Most most towns are tight, and it's hard to break in. But once you get in, they're just so warm and and um in your family it's like family everybody's real tight and yeah they all you know band together and work together and it's just real special because you don't really feel that in the states and the states is more i don't know more uh me me i i and more looking down at the next person to see if he has a better car or whatever it's like here it's everybody works together and and for your family i mean i know you've got a a, a bun in the nicole's got a bun in the oven on the way um you're planning to to have the baby here i believe uh, and to i mean how important is this place for your for your children um, and, and and what do you want to say about how Portugal is with with families and with kids and 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 all of that? Uh, it's super special for the children, just because I know they're safe here. And we're going to have a home birth. I'll be delivering the baby, and it'll be on Christmas Day, December twenty fifth. And yeah, I just there's good hospitals, you know, everything, everything in the first world world country has it has but it it has this more i don't know what the word is but more gritty more um tip traditional more really about the family everything here is about the family and everybody's watching over everybody that's all i can really say did you have you felt watched over from from the beginning? Uh, I mean, you're doing one of the probably the most dangerous things, and the locals are probably looking at you, thinking you're absolutely crazy. But did you and and you and and for your family feel watched over from from the moment you arrived here? Uh, to be honest, uh, the, our little crew of about five guys, yeah, they were watching over us, but the rest of the town didn't want anything to do with us. Didn't believe in the project. Didn't think. We were gonna survive, and yeah, didn't nobody took it to heart except Celeste and Filios uh, and Son, the fishing, the guy who's the fish broker here, and one restaurant. The only two people in the whole town that actually supported it, believed in it. I don't know if they believed in it, but they supported it. The rest of the time, town didn't want anything to do with it or us. And thought it was a waste of time and waste of energy to have us here. Really? And that was the whole so town. What, so what changed? We got the world record. And they were so proud and survived. After about three years, they've realized I probably wasn't going to die. And then they wanted to, they didn't want to know the guy that was going to die. That would make them sad. So once they realized I was going to be around and they go, oh, no, let's, let's try it. Let's be friends with that guy. Yeah, let's support him. <laughs> I mean, for you, Garrett, um, you know, uh, when previously when people used to see sort of the, the more iconic photos of, of Portugal, 
online and, and things, you know, it'll be, it'll be the bridge and the, the belaying towers and, and um, the discoverers monuments and these kind of things. And now one of the, the sort of iconic photos of Portugal is, is the lighthouse and the wave because, because of you. Um, how do you feel um, that Portugal is now being recognized around the world um, in this way? Well, I don't think it's because of me. It was because of my wife and the team in place here that all made it possible. Mm -hmm. I just rode the wave. That's what I love to do. So I didn't have to do much. Um, the thing about bridges and towers and iconic things in every country that they have, when it comes to Europe, all the European countries have their towers and bridges and buildings. They're all pretty similar. You know, one might be red, one might be stone, one might be brick, but they're all very, so much history and so beautiful and so iconic. Been here forever, but they all have it. They all have their own. The, the thing that separates Portugal from all the countries in the world is that it has the biggest wave in the world. Nowhere comes close. And now with the internet, that photo circulates or photos, videos of all the surfers we invited circulate worldwide millions and millions of views every single day, worldwide, every day. So the, the whole world is coming. <laughs> it's, it's a, I feel a little sad and, and uh, kind of wish we didn't share it because it's going to Portugal was so good at how it was now with all these developments I mean people are just taking big shits all over Portugal to <laughs> make a big building here instead of making nice homes with nice big pieces of property and keeping it all as the coastline is, do that up in the mountains. Instead, it's just <sighs> capitalism at its worst. I mean, we got a McDonald's in the town. That's the, the epitome of all evil. The worst thing you could ever do to your town is put a McDonald's and a Burger King. It's like so sad. It makes me makes my heart hurt. It makes me sick to see that once they come in, then all the local businesses start losing business. And then yeah, it's really, really sad. And the kids will be eating that garbage and that is straight up poison. If you ever wanted to stop COVID, you've got to stop eating garbage and eat healthy. The, on the only real vaccine is eating healthy. Yeah. And Burger King and McDonald's are the worst you can eat. So we got to thank Walter for that. Yeah, I, I never thought I'd. I never. I never thought I'd see the day, but uh, yeah, it's happened. Um, what are some of the things for you in in the ten years that that have still stayed the same here? You know, some of those special things that have that have remained in in Nazaré and Portugal, in your opinion. The waves in the ocean on the beach. The beaches are probably a little cleaner. More people are more aware. The waves have stayed the same. Uh, you know, a few of the houses and buildings are still the same, but mostly everything else has changed. I mean, the harbors just 
similar to what it was, but when I got here, everything was kind of crumbling and empty, and now everything is new and flourishing. For the most part, it's really good. For the most part, it's really good for the town. It's revitalized the town. It's revitalized the country. Um, and if you're looking at opportunity for, you know, the, the youth and, and people who didn't have jobs and people who are struggling, there's endless opportunity now. It's all here ready to be discovered. Uh, I, I've really got to keep it light and not go dark. It's easy to go dark and I just want to perpetuate love and light. And the lighthouse is still the same except for the interesting, strange museum they put on the inside, which doesn't really make sense to me, but the people seem to like it, so that's good. And somebody explained it to me like it's like the gladiators uh, or the warrior swords, and so that's our boards in there. It's interesting, and people like it. I mean, it could be, it could have been a whole different concept in there. We had proposed an amazing exploratorium, so the whole world would come to see the wave and the exploratorium. It's you know, it is what it is. Uh, the outside is hasn't changed. The inside, it still has all its character, and it's still really beautiful. And there's some good information in there and there's, there's all the surfboards from the surfers and little quotes. So it's pretty cool. Could be a lot better. Um, the Harbor mouth changed cause it got the broken off on a, in 2013, the big uh, lights on each end of the Harbor mouth broke off from a giant storm. So they put new one, new lights and rebuilt, they're rebuilding the harbor down the road. I'm not sure what that's for, but it's real interesting. There's something going on, some big plans, I guess. Uh, hopefully it won't change much more. Hopefully they will beautify and rebuild and refinish everything that's here and not add too much more. And if they do, there should be some rules and regulations on you know, how many houses per hectare or for us it's acre acre and two acres and five acres i'm not sure what that is in hectares but it it'll keep the town authentic and and it, once you lose your character and your little authentic i mean the the, the ladies with the fish on their head and the, and the seven skirts and wearing black they're around and they're amazing and they're they're so beautiful to see and so the, you know, so rich in culture and uh once a town loses that it kind of loses its essence i mean we do we always have the big wave so can't can't really go wrong it's just a matter of making things better or worse and seems to be going in the worst direction right now but hopefully somebody will get in the office who actually cares about the town and and make some good rules and somehow gets mcdonald's and burger king out of here but i don't think that could be possible once they get in i mean you talk about um sort of the exposure and 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 the recognition that nazari's got on the world stage and and all the things that people have seen uh through pictures and videos and social media and and advertising i mean what are the things that you want people to know 
about Portugal, about the Portuguese people, about Nazare that perhaps they don't know? Those little secrets. I would like to share with everybody that the coastlines are protected. We have these beautiful coastlines and the, the wildlife reserve is way back, further back than you would want it to be. If you want to build a house on the beach, it's not possible here. There's a few that are existing that you can rebuild and there's a there's a lot of along the numerous areas, there's buildings all the way to the shoreline, but anything that is not built on right now is protected. So we have these pristine rolling hills to the beautiful beaches and that will never change. We have this most warm, welcoming people that cook amazing food. And, you know, we're mostly on the coastline. So it's mostly seafood, but then they're everything. They make everything good. Such good produce, such good wine. This every region, the seven regions of Portugal, every region is so different and special and every in every region, there's so many different and special little nooks and corners of ways of being and ways of cooking and little markets on the street and in these mass, each, each town, pretty much each, not, I don't know about every town, but most towns have a, a big market where you buy all your produce and your fish and your meat and have these outdoor markets and have these indoor markets. And it's really amazing. The quality of the water here is really good. I mean, it is, it's, I'd say one of the best, if not the best place to raise a child right now in the world. I can't think of anywhere better and safer and more stable and uh, definitely do your homework. If you're thinking about moving here, do your homework. There's a lot of red tape, but it is possible. You can get through it. You get got to align with the right people to help you navigate different things. And uh, everything is here at your fingertips and ready, ready. What are some of the other places in the, in the country that you've, that you've been, that, uh, that you enjoyed, that inspired you? Uh, Azores were next level. I, I could see myself living there. And then Madeira as well was amazing and warm. Like the climate there is warm. You know, water's warmer. Uh, kind of tropical almost. It's like real close to tropical. You got bananas growing everywhere, lily koi's. Uh, you know, up in Doro, just like feels like you're in Italy. It is identical to Italy up in Doro. Lisbon, one of the most amazing cities you can experience. There's just so much going on. So many different restaurants and different parts of town. So much different characteristics, amazing churches, amazing buildings, uh, the beaches, right? Lisbon is right on the waters, and you have waves on both sides of Lisbon. On the other side of the ridge, you got Costa de Caparica, really amazing. The more south you go, there's Alentejo, Algarve, everybody. That's like their favorite. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like it up here more, but I haven't spent a lot of time down there, and I don't think I've gone to the right place to really fully enjoy it. I've kind of just went down, stayed a day or two, and got out. So I definitely should explore Alentejo and Algarve a little more. Uh, Porto, 
one of the most beautiful cities at night. You go across to Gaia, go stay at the Yateman Hotel, sit up there and just, you're in awe. Porto is just so lit up, so many colors, so beautiful. Um, yeah, this whole country is so much diversity and just beautiful places to explore. There, there are, yeah, there are endless exploring and endless possibilities here. Garrett, I know you you do. Um, I've, I've listened to a couple of your your um, previous podcasts where you speak about some of the techniques that you that you do if you ever get dunked by one of those waves with your breathing and 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 all of those kind of things. But I mean, when you get off the plane and, and finally manage to to get into to Nazaré or to Portugal, and you get that first breath uh, of fresh air, how does it feel to be back after after your travels and how does it feel to be to be back in Portugal when you when you come back here? Well, I, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world when I get off the plane. Literally, we sh we get off the plane, we come out of customs, and our buddy George is always waiting for us from Mercedes, hand handing me the keys to the car, helping us get to the car, and then we drive straight to Nazare, or we spend the night in Lisbon. This time we had a bunch of meetings, and we went straight to the Four Seasons and got a good night's sleep. And, um, you know, that I just feel like the luckiest person in the world when I got off the plane. And I don't feel worthy. Yeah. Um, what's one thing, Garrett, that you'd like people to remember and take away from, from our conversation? Oh, oh everything's possible. Uh, Definitely, if you're not happy with your life, figure out what you love doing, whatever it may be. You may have to go back to when you were two or three, when you, before the world got a hold of you and put it so, tried to, you know, we, we know what we love when we're little, but once the world gets a hold of us, it molds us and we think we might love something. So when you, now when you're older, if you think you love something and, and you think that's what you want to do for the rest of your life, you write your goal, how to do that and your map and be very careful because if you follow that map, you look at that map every day and do what's on that map all day, every day. And every time that you do something that's not on the map, it'll take you a little further from your goal. And as long as you're doing what's on the map, it will come true. And, you know, maybe it won't be what you thought it was, all it was chalked up to be. And it's always totally okay to change your goal and refocus and re write a new map. And you will be doing what you love to do. And everything is possible. It's never too early. It's never too late. I wrote my first one at 35, <laughs> but you can start writing them at five. <laughs> Or as soon as you can write. Excellent. Um, how can listeners follow you online? What should they be looking out for next? How can they support some of the, the causes that you and Nicole are involved in? Um, just give us a little bit of uh, places to go that we can send people to, to stay in touch. 
Well, there's always the Instagram. You can I I love playing around on there, so you can ask questions there or my website, GarrettMcNamara.com. The Instagram is McNamara underscore S. And uh, the new HBO series will really give you an insight to Portugal, Nazare, and Portugal in depth. In I mean, it goes deep and shares everything, and you can really appreciate what's here way more than the photos and videos they they do they do justice to get your attention but they do no justice to let you know what is going on here this hbo docuseries shares it all and uh, we just came out with the book it's been out for a while but i don't really promote it it's doing really well i'm not sure how but uh, it's called hound of the sea and i think you get on amazon i believe and um, we have yes, an amazing yes, partner available on Amazon. That. I know from experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Portugal is the, one of the best, best kept secret in Europe. I heard it's the number one place to live now in the world. I, my mother told me in Hawaii that Portugal is now number one destination to live in the world. I don't know where she got that from, but she said she saw it somewhere on. I always, crazy. I always wonder. I always wonder um, who, who's they that that put yeah. this stuff together, yeah. you know. But yeah. for for me, it is for me, it is. I mean, but you you got a you got a pretty good Hawaii or Portugal, you know, nice two nice places to live. That's funny. I always wonder who they are too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, um, a question that we ask all of our guests: Portugal. The Simple Life, why? Everything's right under your nose. The gas station, the markets, the restaurants, the ocean. It's all right here. So simple to navigate and get around. Awesome. Thank you so much for for being on the podcast. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And I'm going to let you call it. All right. What am I going to say? <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> That's a wrap. Aloha. <laughs> so thank you once again to Garrett. And thank you to all of you for listening. Please subscribe. Share with your friends. Give us a thumbs up. And please leave a comment or a review. We'd love to hear from you. And as we say in Portugal, um abraço. Welcome to The Simple Life.